Future Hacker. Life. Path. Future. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Future Hacker. I'm your host, Maria Taigi, and today we're talking to Jenny Ta. Jenny is a veteran of Wall Street, a self-made millionaire, and a seasoned entrepreneur with two highly successful early ventures to her credit. As a founder and CEO of Titan Securities, a full-service broker-dealer and investment banking firm, she built a company that was profitable enough to be acquired in 2005, and this was early in her 20s. Her more recent entrepreneurial endeavor includes vcnetwork.co, a virtual eHarmony meets Shark Tank, matching entrepreneurs with VCs, and coinlinked.com, an American online social commerce platform powered by a decentralized blockchain solution to connect the traditional marketplaces of today with the digital currencies of tomorrow. Jenny also wrote the book Wall Street Cinderella. So we are going to talk about all of that and be prepared, everybody, that we're going to have a real, real lecture today. Hi, Jenny. Thank you so much for being here with us today. How are you doing? Hi, Maria. Hello, everyone of your network and the folks in Brazil, particularly. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And, you know, Jenny, you have such an amazing and inspiring story. Those true powerful women that overcame, you know, all the obstacles is like, we have to begin by that. Like, I'd love if your listeners could get to know a little from you. Yes, of course. I'm here and I'll be more than happy to share whatever I have, my inspiration, my my downfalls, my rising, everything. So I'm, I'm ready for uh, any questions that you have. But, you know, let's begin by your journey. So, you know, you come from Vietnam. You're a daughter of the midst of the Vietnam War. Tell, tell us your path until, you know, you got this successful self-made millionaire on your early 20s. Like, what, what happened? How is your life? How were you raised? What, what do you give so much strength to? Or is it just a DNA thing? <laughs> the DNA thing. Well, you know, I, I think the DNA thing could possibly be a part of it. My dad is Chinese. My last name is, is Chinese, is Ta. My mom is Vietnamese. And basically, I was born and raised in the midst of uh, the Vietnam War. So basically, my mom told me that my dad had one more star before he became a general. And so super smart man. He's still alive to this day. He speaks five, six different languages, English, German, Chinese, Vietnamese, you name it. The man, the man is a genius. My mom, on the other hand, uh, obviously in the midst of the Vietnam War, most people now know that the war was lost. And so my dad was captured and he was a POW, prisoner of war. And so that leaves me at a very, very young age raised by my mother since then. My mother never remarried. They had one of those very Romeo and Juliet kind of a romance. And so she uh, she just basically lived like that. I believe she was in her early or mid-30s when my, my dad was taken away as a prisoner of war due to the Vietnam War because he was in the war. She raised my brother. I have an older brother 
and I by herself. So skip all that. We basically with the Vietnam War, we escaped from Vietnam on a little boat. I guess you call them immigrants or boat people. And then we were shipped over to a a refugee camp which was in Hong Kong. So I grew up in Hong Kong a little bit there too. And then we were sponsored over to the United States. So I I was raised here in the United States when I was a few years old. Obviously, I am now a US citizen uh, since then. I'm extremely Americanized. My mom is obviously this is from her words, but uh, she is super proud of whom I became and I of course I've done it all for her. So we can skip all that uh, cuz my story is very long. Then uh, I basically like everybody else went to school, college, finish college in 3 years. I don't know why all my life I tend to rush through things. Then I landed my first job on Wall Street actually. It was with a, a company called Shearson Lehman Brothers. Now after through many acquisitions you probably heard of them as Morgan Stanley and basically that was where i learned about wall street they started out paying me 10 bucks an hour and i've worked for them for about maybe a little bit over 2 years i've learned all the aspect of how a broker dealer worked and then there was a story which i've shared many times so i had a conversation with one of the the biggest broker at the firm and he inspired me to basically quit my job because I was a female Asian female being in a predominantly male dominated industry pretty much white male dominated industry so for me to reach his level of making hundreds of thousands of dollars six figures a month he didn't see a chance for me and he was a good man he was like a fatherly figure for me at the time So after my conversation with him did some thinking I quit I quit that $10 job and I journeyed down to Southern California. So once I moved down to Southern California the rest is history because I literally went out and I got all of the necessary licenses for you know the financial the traditional financial market which we can call it wall street the stock market and i launched my first broker dealer a broker dealer is very much similar to a morgan stanley a goldman sachs but of course in a more smaller scale you know we gear towards local assets you know clientele at the time i was still in my early 20s when i launched my first broker dealer the reason why i said first is because that first broker dealer did get acquired and then I went on to a quick I guess a year or so of retirement also in my early 20s and after my first broker dealer was acquired I was already a self-made millionaire because of that first broker dealer and then I launched my second broker dealer and that too got acquired while I was still in my 20s at that time and then I retired for the second time so you know I wanted to pause there just to see if you have any questions for me 
but that's the first part of uh, of my life. And that's so impressive, Jenny. And you know, I surely have a question for you. You know, being a young Asian woman by that time on as I mentioned on the Wall Street world, still ruled by white guys, I'm wondering which type of challenges you face and you clearly were able to overcome them, right? So I'd like to know if you have any tips for women venturing out there because you surely got the extreme scenario out there, right? And this is still, it's been a while and this is still such a recurring issue. It doesn't matter the industry, it can be finance, it can be IT, like this is still happening. And I remember when we were talking that you mentioned the way men versus women do business is so different and, and how VCs usually choose who to invest on. So I'm mixing a lot of subjects here, but basically I really would like to know the challenges, how you overcame them, and especially what type of advice would you give women today? And if there was anything that you did in the past that you'd have done differently now after you are so more experienced, right? Yes, certainly. Thank you so much for that. And you're absolutely right. I am probably the epitome of understanding women founders, okay? Because all my life, I have been in predominantly male-dominated industry. From Wall Street, which is the stock market here in the United States. Then I went over to venture capital, which I do co-own a venture capital firm, vcnetwork.co. And obviously, I dive into technology, which I've launched a social networking company. And then since the end of 2015 until the present, I am extremely heavy into blockchain, cryptocurrency, DeFi, NFTs, and now diving straight into the metaverse what you've heard about Mark Zuckerberg changing Facebook to Meta, you know, and augmented reality, which is AR, virtual reality, which is VR. All of these fascinating sectors and terminologies that I have just shared with you, they're 99% predominantly men dominated. So I will share more of that in a bit. But to answer your questions about challenges and tips for women, When it comes to data, there are currently around 252 million women entrepreneurs around the world. And their numbers have snowballed by 114% over the past two decades. Okay, So women entrepreneurs were strong and powerful out there. However, raising funds is a very tough task for women. Irrespective of our gender, it can be more so if you are a solo woman business leader because raising capital is a new set of great challenges for these women. The hunt for investors, clients, business partnerships, legal affairs, and the ability to find a solid team is not easy for women founders, okay? I tweeted out a piece of information from an article that was published by theinformation.com. And if I could just read to you the title, 
and you can clearly understand what that is. The title of this piece is "Creators Are Mostly Women, But Where's the Money for Women-Led Creator Startups?" Right. So this is a great piece of news just came out. It basically talk about the women who have founded startups catering to creators, a population that is overwhelmingly female. And we can dive into NFTs because NFTs are a lot of female artists too. Have received only a tiny piece of the sector's total funding. Okay, so what does that mean? What is a a piece of the funding? We continue to look at the data, right? Women have time and again proven themselves. Yet when it comes to raising funds. Women receive significantly less VC funding, according to a report from Women in Venture Capital. Only 4.9 percent of VC partners in the United States, which is where the bulk of the money is coming from, are women. Women are often left with no other choice than to use their own savings and acquire funding from family and friends. Venture capitalists tend to invest in startups. Well, this is where it's the part when you may ask, "Well, why is that, Jenny? Why don't they invest in women?" The answer is venture capitalists tend to invest in startups run by people of their own tribe, which is sad. For example, a VC firm with female partners are more likely. To invest in women-run startups, I understand you interview Shinta. Shinta is my partner in a VC Network CEO. So obviously, we try to invest our angel funds in women-run startups. But again, look at the data. The data is it only accounts for six percent of U.S. firms. Six percent. So what that means is investors typically look for businesses that can grow their valuation to be more than a billion dollar. So maybe most of the men, again, if it's only six percent of VC firms that have female partners, ninety-four percent are predominantly men. And when men invest in their own tribe, they're going to invest with other men because, of course, they look at w- women founders. And saying that you know what, you guys can't bring a unicorn to the market. So why should I give you money? I'm gonna give you money to the Jack, the John, the Matthews, or whatever. Because even if I fail investing in them, their chances of making a unicorn is higher than you guys. So that's the reason why Maria. And in terms of the percentage that women, female founders receive within an entire pie. It is still less than three percent, okay, worldwide. For every one dollar that is getting funded in the startup world, men, male founders receive ninety-seven percent of that dollar, and women founders only receive three percent of that dollar. And so, as you can see, the data. So I will wrap this part up. By basically sharing the tips for women venturing out there. So 
first of all, back to the article from the information. I highly recommend everyone to go ahead and read that article. And basically, if I can share a piece of that article, and you can see how tough the world is out there with women, and I'm quoting. Okay, there's a part of the article that says that ditch entrepreneurship and focus on keeping her husband happy. Why? That was a female founder that said that is because when she was pitching her company with one of the VCs, which happens to be a male investor on a Zoom call, she had to deal with answering questions whether. She had support at home to help with her kids, and whether she had time to travel for work. I bet you the men will never get those kind of questions. One more example, okay? A Fave F A V E app founder named Horton, who is black, okay, was raising a seed round for the Switzerland-based startup earlier this year, February. When she started to pitch a male venture capitalist who had not seen her previously on a Zoom call, and this is what he told her, and I'm quoting, he said, "I imagine this isn't going to be some venture scale business you're talking about here." He told her, "You're probably going to do some simple business on the side." I mean, excuse the French, but what the f, right? I'm sorry, but we have to say what the fuck here. It's so hard to me to hear those things and not get the the nerves, you know. Exactly, and 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 I would too when I read this article yesterday. And of course, as you can see, men will never get those kind of questions. They don't. Men would be that, hey, yo, bro, you know. Oh, that sounds great! Oh yeah, man, we'll pump some money in there. We're gonna pump this baby up. That's how you know a male founder gets a pitch from other male venture capitalists. How do I know? Is because I've been in it. I've sat on both sides of the table. I've been on the side of pitching, and I've been on the other side of being with the VCs listening to a pitch. So here are the tips, women, to all women founders out there. To say that women should not take it as an intimidation, because if you do, then it just shows that you're not going to make it in a male-dominated society, which everything is these days. What I'm saying is that even though you are sitting across a male venture capitalist and you're trying to pitch your company, and you do get those sorts of questions, which I've just Read to you. Don't get intimidated. Put up a strong face and pretend that you are a man. Did you hear that? Put away all of your estrogen and pretend that you have testosterone. Okay, if that makes any sense, right? You have to pretend that you are tough. You have to pretend that you are a man within that time when you're pitching. And any of these things that you've heard should not intimidate you, because if you don't do that through a pitch, you're not going to make it in the world full of male-dominated everything. 
politics, venture capital, tech, crypto, blockchain, Wall Street. You won't. You're gonna get intimidated, and you're gonna quit. And that's the reason. One of the biggest reasons why women founders do not make it. Okay, strong women per se, like myself, shouldn't be too strong either, because as that would intimidate the men. Exactly. You would think the men are not intimidated. Oh, trust me, they're more of a baby than that of women. Okay, and as you know, when men are intimidated, they'll become big babies. Meaning that they wouldn't do business with you, and they tell their friends not to as well because they're gonna say, "Oh, pff, don't do business with Jenny. Don't do business with Mary. Don't do business with Jill because they're tough." You know, I mean, I don't think the women at all—they'll kill you or whatever. So I also suggest strong women, which there are a lot out there. For example,、uh, let's look at Kamala Harris. Right, she's the first. Female vice president of the United States in the history of America, right? She's a strong woman, but when you be strong and when not to be strong is the key point here,、uh, ladies. And here is my final tip for the women: What I believe women should do is to be assertive, be firm. Okay, a no is a no, a yes is a yes. Okay, don't be wishy-washy. Men are not wishy-washy. If they say yes, it's a yes. If they say no, it's a no. So be assertive, be firm, but yet workable. As you use your intuition, ladies, ladies, you know we have a much higher intuition than men. Use that. Use your intuition to juggle with your male counterpart. Okay, meaning bend a little if need be, but not too much. Because if you do it too much, then that's weakness. They're gonna say, "Oh, you know, Jenny's weak." Just tell her everything, and she's gonna say yes. She's gonna bend to you. She's weak, right? You don't want that, okay? You don't want either way. You don't want strong as a hundred percent. You don't want to be weak as zero percent. You want to be somewhere between forty-five percent to eighty-five percent, okay? If you land yourself in that zone. And you add a bit of your intuition, you will be that three percent. Remember, I share the data. Out of a dollar, ninety-seven percent of that goes to the men. Only three percent of that goes to the women. So you want to be a part of that three percent. Be within the zone between being strong and weak is forty-five percent, or maybe fifty percent. Forty-five is a little bit too low. Fifty to eighty percent, more than eighty-five percent. You're too tough. They're gonna kick you to the curb. Less than fifty percent. You're too weak for them to do businesses with you, and they won't think that you will scale to a unicorn, so they won't invest you. So again, most importantly, be super smart because at the end of the day, your intellect is what most men would bow down to because. They would see you and your potential of helping them to succeed, and not dragging them down. Men will respect women. It doesn't matter if you're strong or weak. If you stay in the zone of fifty percent to eighty-five percent, and you are super intellectual, you are ahead of the game. 
you know more than them or at par with them, you have traits that they don't so that they would need to bring you to the table because of your traits and you work along with them and together with them, you can scale to become a unicorn. Those are my tips. Super, super valuable tips. Thank you so much, Jenny. I really appreciate. Everybody, we're getting at the end of the first episode. Make sure you spread the word to all women out there that you know are struggling in this world. That's very valuable devices. And next, we're covering all about blockchain and NFTs and the crypto world that Jenny is such an expert on. Stay tuned, everyone. We are going to be right back. Future Hacker. Life. Path. Future. Future.